Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quickie and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and it's Team Blue today, Mr. Andy Molitor. That was, that was nice. I didn't get the memo, but it's again, we're in sync. Yeah, I was telling Dan I do this sometimes where I stay up too late and I forget I order things off the internet. So a bunch of shirts showed up at my, uh, <laughs> apparently out at the farm. Wife's like, hey, you got another package. Mm, sorry. I try to get those ahead of you so you don't realize what I am. That's what you do when you have a little too much to drink. You brown out and uh, hit Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm really bad at those. Like, if you have a really convincing YouTube ad, like, honestly, it, it may pay for me to just pay for YouTube premium at this point. <laughs> to save to you not, money. To, to, like, yeah, it would save me money because I would stop watching the beginnings of these ads and like, you know, I could use these vitamins now that you mention it. I am feeling a little tired. Uh, but no, I, I digress. And the shirt, the shirt is comfortable. We should talk to the uh, true class. You're gonna sign up for a pyramid scheme one of these nights. Be careful. Yeah, no, like, uh, better get my oil diffuser. Get, get my oil diffuser out again if this is what we're doing. I do not own an oil diffuser. I do own this shirt though. I'm rocking the four for four cap lately because it is fantasy football season. We're getting there. Excited to uh, get deeper and deeper into the NFL, but. We'll start with what we always start with, some golf, some tennis, some soccer. We will get to some NFL today, but uh, yeah, welcome back to you. Usually you say this to me on Wednesdays, you were off. Matt uh, Matt kind of stone cold me yesterday. You know, I said, joined here by Matt, and Matt says, actually, Andy, you're kind of joining me because usually you're gone on Tuesdays. I said, that is very, that is very, very fair. So I'm doing a whole week. Not only that, I did a late night DFS show with Calhoun last night. Like, I am really, pumped to listen to that this <clears throat> afternoon. I've been saving. Really, it. yeah, company company man, Andy. The best part too was like I didn't even really care about the content. I just wanted him to build me a lineup for a certain contest. <laughs> like most of it is just like, all right, here's what I got. Who are we adding? Who are we subtracting? It's it's mostly just me building a single entry lineup. Which if you want that to works. duplicate that, it's it's on camera. But uh, yeah, speaking of golf, Rocket Mortgage starts tomorrow in the Motor City. Not a bad course, but not a hard course. We talked about this a little on Monday and yesterday when I gave out some. I think I talked uh, outrights yesterday. It is going to be scorable. I mentioned this on the golf show I do with Jeff Feinberg and Ryan Noonan as well. Like I'm looking for guys who can score. I'm not worried about uh, a bogey here or there. It's one of those where, hey, he had three bogeys. Yeah, he had 11 birdies, though. doesn't matter. Like He is aggressive. I mentioned that uh, we talked about modified Stableford at the Barracuda, how it benefits people who are aggressive because an eagle is worth five points where a bogey is minus one. So an eagle, going for an eagle, the EV of this is is wild compared to, oh, no, I accidentally bogeyed. Well, the eagles were so much. So people who did well at the Barracuda were bumped up a little. And then people who have had just outlier putting performances, those are guys I like as well. I'm starting to nail down my full tournament head-to-head matchups for the week, and I thought I'd talk about one. Right here, right now, on the golf show, or not on the golf show, on the Brown Bank Bets Daily Betting Show for the Rocket Mortgage, Keegan Bradley over Adam Scott. I bet this over at Bet Online slash Lovig. It's a lot more expensive on Bookmaker, which is maybe more important than anything I'll even say about these two men and trying to convince you 
if a market making book is you know five percent higher in price than maybe a, a more recreational shop that's never a bad sign when bookmaker is the most ex or the cheapest in the market by a, a good site meaning it's took a lot of money i will second guess myself sometimes on those but keegan bradley is neither neither these men are really good or bad at putting they're both just kind of average guys i think adam scott's had some better better putting performances around uh the last 50 to 75 rounds though but keegan bradley is a top-notch ball striker td green guy i know people love adam scott this week but keegan is gonna do it for me i don't like betting this guy to win tournaments i don't like betting him to take positional bets but i will take him in a matchup and adam scott has been quietly atrocious around the green now, if you're missing these screens you're gonna have a bad way anyway but i i just really 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 struggle to see why adam scott is priced where he's priced I, and it's not like keegan bradley is some huge name here either but between around the green between form and some fairway numbers that i've run i have keegan a little bit higher than uh what these numbers would suss out for a price and like I said, if the off the tee stuff doesn't work, which is another spot where I have Keegan quite a bit higher, it's a chain it's a chain reaction, right, Alex? You've, you're a looper. Guy puts one out in the woods. The odds of that approach shot being very good aren't good. And the odds of him, his birdie putt being very good aren't great if it doesn't exist because his second shot is, you know, 50 yards short on the fairway or on a greenside bunker. So kind of a chain reaction based off the off the tee stuff here. If you don't start your holes out well, you're not going to be the guy that ends up with some, you know, seven unders and competes for this. Whereas Keegan has a more complete steady Eddie game for me. I like him here. So looking for Scott to bleep it up right away and then let that, oh man, if, if it comes to, the around the green stuff where he has struggled, it's just going to uh, compound itself, exacerbate itself. And I think maybe I can get this home on Friday where Keegan is like, you know, tied for 50th, not, not doing anything phenomenal. But if Scott uh, does bleep up, we're going to be happy about this. It's not 3M where there's a shitload of water, but there is still opportunities for players to play poorly, not be, and by playing poorly, I just mean, Again, not finding eight birdies in an eagle that day right. because this course is going to get bent over. The the winner's likely going to be 20 under or better. So just that one. You can find the rest of my stuff over at BetSports Golf. And don't go running over there right now because it's not, it's not up yet. Oh. Uh, it is. It will be up in the Discord sometime this afternoon. Uh, follow the newsletter. If you want another free pick, I'll have one in there as well, along with some DFS tidbits that I – got stuck in my brain from last night. I like it. I'm excited to listen to you in Cal. It should be quite a good time. And I think that's probably honestly a good format. You ask some kind of dumb questions like, well, what about this? What about that? I mean, it works. He did help me too with like select contest selection. I think that's maybe an underutilized thing in, in some yeah. of the fantasy and DFS things like, hey, here's how much money I want to spend. And here's the kind of knowledge I have. Should I enter this contest? Fuck no. Like, are you serious? You're just going to burn that money. Yeah, that's a terrible Sorry. idea. So he did help me in that case. Um, Ooh, that is fun. Eastern European tennis has been entertaining. There days. are some names in this tournament. As I've kind of paid attention a little to these, there are some names I don't know, Alex. Uh, 
the the gal that I mean, she got just blitzed in the second set. I'm Selectamatova. 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 Sorry. Yeah, Selectamatova was a not a big favorite, but a favorite who looked good and then just got murdered in the second set. This uh, Pagosi Podoroska match is drunk. Where uh, we had a, I believe it was a 6 3 06 start to the first two sets there. There's been a lot of parody in this tournament. Are these not well attended? Um, I don't know. I mean, they're definitely smaller events. Again, we're in this kind of funky middle part of the season where I think a lot of the big names are just enjoying a week or two off here, get themselves physically right, get over to North America, get ready for the event in Washington, the event in San Jose. And then you have, you know, the Canadian Open as well as Cincinnati. I mean, it's the whole season is, is really moving to North America in about a week or so. So they are a little bit of smaller events. Prague is fun, though, um, and so is Warsaw in that um, Prague's in the Czech Republic. There is a lot of Czech women tennis players, and they all like to play this yeah. event. They're all of a high quality, and it is a hardcore tournament, so you do get some better players here that are happy to just say, you know what, I'm already in Europe. Let me get some reps on hardcore here before I go start the hardcore season in earnest. And then in Warsaw, you know, it's the EGA Invitational, but you look around the rest of the draw, the second quarter is full of fun players. The bottom half has a lot of young players that are interesting, so... It is kind of one of those fun weeks in the WTA where you have a little bit of some of the top end talent in both events, but at the same time, you're right. It's a lot of young names that maybe we're not used to. And there's one here right on the top of my list. I'm pretty sure that you've never heard of Linda Noskova before. I mean, again, it is a name I've seen because I've been looking at these draws, but again, like before I, before I saw the name yesterday in the here's who was playing, like, no, I don't know who this is. I know, I didn't know Coach Guerrero until two weeks ago. My God. It's um, pretty fun. So Linda, 17, she'll be 18 in November, a young Czech player who has been ripping through some of the lower level events. You, you look at kind of her season here, has multiple titles in some of the W25s and W60 events, um, won a W100, which is kind of the highest of those challenger w lower level tournaments there. I mean, someone that's really talented is going to be on the tour for quite some time, winning a lot of matches here. And again, in the Czech Republic, love her here. She's playing great tennis. She's plus 200 and plus four games. This will be um, early tomorrow morning. Looks like it'll be nine o'clock Eastern. They actually have the order of playout. She goes against Alizé Cornet. Cornet, a very solid player, um, a veteran on tour, someone who you know doesn't really lose matches, but at certain points now is starting to reach a point in her career where younger players that are more talented are really problematic for her. She doesn't really have kind of the top end game. And this is hardcore. This isn't grass, um, you know, where she can use kind of her veteran wiles, if you will, to outsmart some of these players. Noskova is really solid here. I have this match much closer. I mean, I would still have Cornet as a favorite, but plus 200 plus four games. Again, I have a closer to plus 160 and plus three games myself. So I'll take that. And then Wang Jian, this one is actually early. This one won't be until Friday, um, plus 125 on her. And I put Wang Jian, I think we're down to just one Wang in the tournament, so you don't have to get too confused. But goes against Magda Lynette, who is someone that, I'm going to be honest, I probably have to go back and look. I'm probably not profitable betting against Magda Lynette. I have trouble reading her, but you know, kind of similar to Cornet, a veteran on tour, can generally be fairly clever. But Wang Jian is 
capable of doing everything that Lynette is doing here, if not better. Um, someone that had a little bit of a bump in the road last year, I think it was just something in general for some of these Chinese players, given all the stuff that was going on with COVID, and the fact that we haven't had an Asian swing now for two seasons, has made things a little funky. But her level really picked up during grass season, made a nice run on a couple of those tournaments, has been winning matches, um, looking really good, absolutely blew away her opponent today. And just like her here, I actually have her favorite in this match against um, Magdalenette. So I'll take her as a dog. That one actually be Friday, but we'll get ahead of this. I'm curious to see where that number goes. And then uh, Coach Yoretta, we'll go back. You mentioned her already. Um, Warsaw, she plays Caroline Garcia again. We bet this, um, I believe it was last week, if not the week before in another clay tournament. And again, I'm happy to take Coach Yoretta here. Um, the market pretty much given me the same price we took last um, week. Happy to take it again. Similar conditions. Garcia isn't as good in some of these slower spots. And Cochiaretta was very much in that match. Um, handed out the bagel there in the first set, then lost. That's something we see sometimes. It's really tough in tennis, I think, to give out a bagel or a breadstick, you know, win 6-0, win 6-1 in that first set, and then stay locked in. So I think we'll have a really nice bounce-back spot here for Cochiaretta, knowing that she let that match kind of out of her hands last time. So give me her plus 155. Same handicap as last time, but um, that's what we got. Uh, two dogs tomorrow and against Wang Jiang. That'll be Friday, so you can wait a little bit there, but um, I see a couple people have actually been to Prague. Maybe not the tournament. But. I like the uh, <clears throat> I like the I like the Wong one quite a bit too. Like Lynette, Lynette's uh, another person I've never heard. Not Lynette, I've heard of Lynette, but like this Tomova. Like the, the, is that that's not a quality win, is it? Or are, are a, you a Tomova a, person? It's a pretty decent win. She's kind of an up and coming player, but no, that that didn't really blow me away. Um, we had her in a parlay, I believe, for that match. I mean. You know, she gets the first big win beating Elise Mertens. It's, it's still pretty solid to beat Mertens in three sets. But, yeah, I don't really rate the Tomova win. Um, the Mertens match was kind of funky. But you go back and look, she pretty much, you know, wins the matches she should win and loses against, you know, decent competition here, especially outside of grass season. So, yeah. Beady little eyes, too. <laughs> don't like Magda. All right. No, can't touch that. Can't touch that. Um, nope. Staying in. But moving to England, where and I didn't look. I'm I'm assuming these are gonna, you know, they, they some of these early matches in group play were like, hey, we're at the training grounds for one of the EPL teams. Like they didn't even give them that good of a stadium for the women's heroes. I'm assuming where we're at is, my God, this is at Stadium MK, Milton Keynes. Like this is still not. Like, go play these at Wembley. What are we doing, you guys? I guess they're spreading it out all over this the country, but I mean they, they did play at some cool stadiums early on. Anyway, the, the final better be the goddamn Wembley. Keens? I always go Canis. Milton Keynes. I'm learning today. Yeah. The referee is Welsh, if that makes a difference to anyone. But Germany, France, and yeah, food snob are Frenchmen and He's already resigned himself that his le bleu are uh, are done. The English are misogynistic. It's probably fair, um, but uh, yeah, Who Germany is, is Germany is looking like a truck. I think if we would have said this is your semifinal before the tournament started, this line probably would have been flipped. The, the French would have been the favorite the size that Germany are. And again, it's not Germany is some big favorite, but I think the French would have been a favorite coming into this. They they did look good in some of these early matches. 
man, Germany is Germany is looking like an awful big truck. I would love to see the French actually win this. I'm more worried about Germany in the final than the French as far as uh, the offense going against my English, my, my, my three lionesses. But uh, Germany draw no bet is what I took. It's listed as a PK other places. Um, shop around. I didn't feel like betting this match, honestly. I have no idea what's going to happen. I would not be surprised if this was decided in extra time or BKs, but uh, the range of outcomes could be like 2-2 or nil-nil. I, like, I really, really have no read on what's going to happen because I love both these offenses, but I've seen both of these defenses play incredibly well too. So maybe it's a KG affair and we end up in, in extra time. I'd love to see some penalties. I'm not sure. We haven't. There's not that many knockout games because it's a smaller tournament. I, we haven't seen penalties yet. I should have. I might go play a prop like Germany or uh, France wins in penalties, something fun like that. But so this is for the first 90 minutes, and it's a two-way line. If Germany is winning at the end of 90 minutes and advances on that, this is a winner. If they are tied, this this bet pushes. And again, if they are losing at the end of 90 minutes, I am a loser. So Germany draw no bet, Germany pick, Germany two-way, whatever you want to call it. Paid minus 130 on this, just kind of a homer bet. Cheering for my, uh, God, what was it? The National Elf. So this is the, did I say penultimate once already today? Maybe I didn't say it on the air. Might have said it, I don't know. It's just such a good word. Penultimate. It's a fun word. Penultimate match. There is no third place match, so we'll be looking at only one more match. The finals for the man. Some of the best food. It, no matter what, it's going to be a match against some of the best food in Europe versus some of the worst food. German and French food, solid, and English food, rough, rough. Nobody likes fish and chips. Honestly, there's so many better ways to prepare fish. I like fish and chips. I, I will eat some fried fish, but that can't be your that can't be like your identity, guys. I'm mm. malt vinegar salad. We're getting off. We're getting well off topic here. You're telling me you're not going to go eat a walleye fish fry at some point? <sighs> walleye is better than what they're serving. Like it's like That's... it was this haddock. I don't need this in my life. Give me schmelt. Tilapia or some junk fish. Tilapia. Tilapia. What are we talking about now? Oh, that's right. The Eagles. Your Eagles. Your news well, from the beautiful city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, home of the Liberty Bell, booing Santa, and... Santa was in a Cowboys jersey. That's fair. A lot of no, people forget No one that. ever mentions that. No one brings that up. But the Eagles are... I'd say the Lions are the darling of the NFL as far as you know, gambling Twitter, betting Twitter, the betting community. Everybody's in love with Dan Campbell and the Lions this year, but the Eagles are not far behind. There, There is a lot of good cases for the Eagles. I'm going to outline them. I, I think a big struggle for Drew and I tonight on the deep dive will be coming up with some cold water to throw on all this positivity and I don't actually have a bet on this today. Maybe somebody in the chat can bring one up. I just wanted to bring up the fact that this is more and more of a thing as we go. We used to have to hunt these down. And it would be like one offshore had them. And then finally one legal book in Vegas started to offer them. And it was three years ago. You were you were able to bet this at five dimes and circa. And that was like it. So 
Eagles alt win totals, you can look like their win totals nine and a half, and that's fine. But if you believe in a team, there is a good case to be made for some of these alt win totals because you don't need to stress playoff games. You know, I would say, well, if I believe in the team, I'll bet them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, the thing about the playoffs is they're single elimination, and we see great teams miss out on the Super Bowl all the time. The Bills were probably the best team in the league last year come playoff time. They didn't even make it. So I guess you can take some Eagles Super Bowl, some Eagles NFC, but, man, I, you know what's also nice? Just Eagles to go like 13-4 and four if you really, really believe in them. Plus 430 over 12 and a half. I don't know. It's, how, is the, how is the sentiment on the ground in eastern Pennsylvania this week? It's a lot of good sentiment. So generally, the Eagles fans are wrong. If you put on talk radio, if the Eagles fans are down, you should be betting the Eagles. If they're up on the Eagles, get out of Dodge. Fade, definitely don't bet on them. And there is a ton of people calling in, complaining about Jalen Hurts and how we can't progress this team forward with Jalen Hurts because he's no good and he can't do anything. But you look at all the underlying stuff, I mean, is there a team in the, in the NFL, Andy, that has a better offensive and defensive line combined? If you look at both units, the Eagles probably have the best chunk. They still have Darius Slay that helps cover at least one cornerback spot, which is a huge problem for them. They have some warm bodies on the other side of Darius Slay now. And at the very least, you've localized your defensive problem. You know teams are going to be attacking that side of the field that, that Slay's not on. They're able to finally get some safeties. The linebackers are good. I mean, I think pretty highly of Sirianni as a coach. I mean, I know a lot of people don't love a guy who runs the ball as much as he does, but the way they run the ball, I think is really fascinating. If Jalen Hurts can be just above average, you look at the rest of the NFC East. I mean, the giants are a mess. The Washington football team is probably a mess because we know Carson Wentz is going to be hurt at some point. Um, I don't really know what to expect from Dallas. I mean, they traded away Cooper. I don't know what to do with that team. It seems like the offensive line got older and might be worse. So, I mean, is that outrageous to think the Eagles could go maybe five and three, even six and two in the division? And if you can accomplish that, I mean, you're, you're 11, 12 wins pretty easily given some of the other spots they have. Right. Yeah. I think, I, I think I do have some belief in this team. And again, just, it's hard for me to ever, ever take Super Bowl futures preseason. Because there's always so much, and again, like guess what? A couple players get hurt; these are dead too. But I do, I do love an all-win total for a team I believe in, or a team I believe is very overrated in the market. I love an alt-under even better. Alt-unders are easier. And guess what? The team underperformed, like you, like you expected, and you got lucky with some injuries. Like now they're going to win like two games. You, you win. Like you've won. It's week twelve. Your your bet's already won. You just don't get your money until Christmas. So, no, I and full agree. And we'll get real, like, we'll do a goddamn hour on this team tonight with Drew. But, yes, it is a team that could have been good last year that had a massive amount of bad luck with injuries, very good offensive and defensive lines, a quarterback that has some potential. They brought in a bona fide number one wide receiver, possibly, you know, talking, he could be a top five guy in, guy in the league put in the right situation because I think that's where his ceiling is for sure. And then, like you say, you got Slay, you got good linebackers, you got a good offensive line. There's some other receivers. If they're, you've got a new coach, kind of a new uh, mindset. So, yeah, I think we're high on the Eagles. And, again, my next, my afternoon is going to be spent trying to throw some cold water on that because 
you do have to try to it's the same thing i do with any bet i play it's yeah. just i try to throw cold water i'm like how does this lose so yeah, i'll work on that today how you guys lose you shouldn't these. bet it but yeah I, I think they're a team to bet now too i mean you look at this schedule at detroit home for minnesota at washington home for jacksonville i mean three and one four and oh i mean they're four and oh probably more more times than they are three and one in that stretch then they have at arizona home for dallas home for pittsburgh which May seem like a tough stretch, but two of them are at home. I don't think really high at Pittsburgh. Then they go back Houston and Washington at Indianapolis and Green Bay, Tennessee. That's probably the tough part of their schedule. But there's maybe six games on this schedule that look like they're really scary. The rest seem really manageable. Yeah. And like you said, that's a big part of what we talk about. You know, the plan of attack at the end of every episode we do on these teams is like, hey, and I mean, that's what I have written down. You, the price not, might not get cheaper. You know, it might be one of those, like if they come out of the gate, if it is a good team and they have a tough ass schedule to start, sometimes you can find some value. If it's a good team with an easy schedule, sometimes that value is going to evaporate like that. And you're just never going to get a chance. So um, yeah. just, yeah, something to consider if you do fall in love with the team and you know, you're betting them in the regular season win market, maybe take a little money, hit some alts too. When you're right and you're, you don't get paid to be extra right unless you do something like this. At least split up how much you were going to bet. I agree. It's it's something you guys talk about in general on the regular season wins. And I can't remember if you talked about it on the prep pod to start the year, but there's always value in those alts. I mean, the general variance in the posted wins are like two to three wins off. So, you know, you almost kind of want to pick your direction and just generally sell a game whenever you can, because that's, it seems like it's been a plus EV move, right? The, the average, and again, this is average. So there's, bunch of teams in there that probably missed by about one game or land their pushes every year but the average team misses their win total by about two games one way or the other because there's teams that are gonna they you know and there's teams that missed by six so the average but the average is two so if you think you're right i would go at least one one game alt and play that so and to, to be fair about the average too that's in like an absolute number you know, some of these sometimes you can be right. Oh, yeah. they missed their win total by five games in the wrong direction, as <laughs> Dan brings up the uh, my Cincinnati Bengals under two and a half wins bet from last year. Yeah, that's uh, that one didn't shake out so much, but that one, yeah, did not exactly. Look for value, split that stuff up. But I saw somebody mention we do have some NBA win totals popping up. Way to go, books that have the cojones to hang those things. I've been looking at them very lightly, but we don't have a schedule yet. And there's still a couple big trade pieces that are still floating out there. So I've looked at them very lightly. I advised our Canadian friend, uh, our hockey advisor, if you will, that maybe a Raptors um, over, I forget what number. I think they were hanging Raptors at like 42, 42 and a half. So for them to be a 500 team is over that number. I don't mind that. Um, I think he also just sent me a question about the Pistons. I'll take a look at that. But yeah, I'm waiting as, as, waiting for the schedule to come out, hoping we get that as quickly as possible. I just, I don't ever feel comfortable betting on those things unless I know where the bad rest spots are, who's going to get crushed, you know, getting sent across the country for half a month and stuff like that. And just to see how it all shakes out. But yeah, I'll start trying to look at those. And I did see them and kudos to the books for hanging them with again, no schedule. Yeah. Once we get through August and we know a lot more about the schedule and where Kevin Durant among others are playing, Win total Wednesday will continue with uh, NBA win totals. Might even make Matt come in and do point total Thursday for uh, hockey. 
that didn't work. Well, could do. Yeah, we do team total Tuesdays or Thursdays and stuff. Yeah, they do point. I remember totals. that. The they win total Wednesday, we do at some point bleed and I think there's even an overlap. We'll have some NBA. We, we can NFL. we can do an overlap like weeks like this where I don't have anything. So, um, again, thank you to sponsors FanDuel and Profit Exchange, who is really serious about launching here in August. We've been given a firm date. So New Jersey ins and New Jersey adjacents wait and get ready. About three weeks, we're looking to go live on. One of the first exchanges this side of the pond. I'll have more information on that as August progresses. As always, hit the thumbs up, and thanks for joining us. We'll catch you Thursday.